Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. We want to chat a little about last night's uh, conference by the National Public Health Emergency Team. Uh, I have to say I'm glad that uh, we will have some explanations for it because it left me pretty confused, I have to say. It felt like uh, quite a bit of mixed messaging. Maybe that was based on the data and the information, but by the end of it, I didn't know whether we were doing well, badly or otherwise. Uh, Here's some of what Professor Philip Nolan of NEFET had to say. We seem to be making steady progress in, in, in reducing transmission. We seem to have brought transmission down to a stable and very low level. Uh, but of course, um, the testing of close contacts has just resumed. Uh, over the last three days, in or around a 1,000 additional people have, have been identified as close contacts and referred for testing. So you might expect to see 100 to 150 new positive cases arising out of, of those asymptomatic uh, close contacts. So we will see, um, I'm pretty certain, uh, some uptick in case numbers over the coming days as those additional uh, tests are, are feed into the system. And then if we keep up our efforts, we'll resume uh, the downward trend. Professor Philip Nolan there of Neffet, Live 95's Ronan Moyles is in the studio next door. Good morning to you, Ronan. Maybe you can help me out here because, as I say, I was quite confused by the message yesterday. Are we doing well or not? Um, That's a good question. We're we're doing better. Uh, I I suppose um, mixed, um, uh, I suppose mixed figures and and, and mixed fortunes for Ireland at the moment. Um, I I suppose let's start with some figures because I... I, want to look at Limerick because Limerick is actually quite interesting yesterday. Like right across the country we've seen figures uh, fall uh, for for the last while. However in Limerick yesterday um, there was actually quite a significant jump in figures for Limerick. There were 77 new cases uh, confirmed um, up from 15 the day before. Now not maybe too much cause for alarm because sometimes there can be outbreaks and things like that can happen but something to keep an eye on. Uh, the 14-day incidence rate still at 374 below the national average. Five-day moving average of cases now 47. Um, unfortunately, yesterday, uh, 75 further COVID deaths reported and uh, 1,318 um, new cases. And just in terms of hospitals here locally, um, 57 in UHL last night with uh, COVID-19, 12 of those in ICU. And we did this morning now uh, just get some figures on uh, local areas and I'll I'll go through them very briefly because they're interesting because after being very high, um, you know, at the height of this pandemic and above the national average, um, five out of six um, parts of Limerick, local electoral areas of Limerick are now below the national average. Limerick City East, unfortunately, the only one above it. And Adair Rathkeel, now only the third highest in Limerick. We remember over the Christmas period saw a huge spike and just after um, it was the second highest in the country and they've made great progress there. Um, 418.6 per 100,000. And Newcastle West significantly the lowest in County Limerick. So look, um, mixed, mixed is what I'd have to say about all that. Yeah, let's hear what Dr. Ronan Glynn, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, had to say yesterday evening as well. The data is pretty clear that about one in two people are taking 
uh, three days or longer to come forward from the time at which they first experience symptoms uh, to the point at which they, they get their swab. And we know the time from referral for a swab to actually getting their swab is in general less than a day. So it suggests that people, one in two people are, are, are spending at least a day at home or in their workplace wondering about whether to come forward. And of course, that's more than enough time for this virus to spread. So if there's one message that we could get out there tonight, it's to again reinforce uh, the need for people to, to isolate as soon as they have any symptoms of concern to contact their GP and to arrange a test. Um, we have very good testing capacity at the moment. You will not be waiting for any significant length of time at all uh, once you're referred for the test. Um, and it's much better to come forward and get a test and isolate than end up having 5, 6, 10, 20 cases in your workplace or transmitting to your, to your household. It's Dr. Ronan Glynn there. We're chatting to our own Ronan Moyles. Uh, and that's the part that kind of confused me, Ronan. They seem to be suggesting that in the uh, view that the figures have plateaued, have stopped going down, is actually a result more of people over the weekend waiting to go for a test when they shouldn't. They should be going straight away. Yeah, that's pretty much correct. So what what we're seeing, if if you'll notice with the figures, on Mondays and Tuesdays, uh, we're seeing an awful, or, or kind of particularly low figures. And then they tend to creep up as the week goes on. That's, again, because people are waiting and, and they don't get their, they don't get reported those figures until later in the week. Um, yeah, so, so as was pointed out there, there is now significant uh, testing capacity. So people shouldn't be waking or waiting. And they were very uh, keen to point that out because what we have seen is, is while things remain low and while close contacts have now been traced and they're at that level where they can do that, um, they are seeing some increases in the likes of workplace outbreaks. I suppose that's probably not particularly surprising because there are more people at work than there were, let's say, just after Christmas. Although we're still being encouraged, we should be working from home. And I have to say, John, just... uh, I think traffic is nearly as busy in Limerick as it, as it ever is, to be honest with you. And you've said yeah. this, and no, I, 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 I noticed uh, that. I'm just wondering. You, the experts said last night we were wrong Okay, during their briefing. Maybe they in said, other parts they, of the country. They said we were, we were hypersensitive to um, the amount of traffic. Because I, I take your point totally, and I, that's what I would have seen as well. But apparently it's because we don't remember what the traffic was like January of last year. So our comparison based on the official data isn't correct. That's what they said anyway. That's fair enough, but you would have to worry when we hear our, we hear our traffic reports here and we hear, you know, of, of traffic jam stills mm. in the evening. That shouldn't be happening, mm. you would think. Mm. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, Maybe yeah, there's yeah. road work or something. Yeah. Uh, Ronan's staying with me and Dr. Marie Casey, who is a specialist in public health medicine in the Limerick region, is on the line as well. Good morning to you, um, Marie. The number of new cases yesterday, now they keep warning us you don't look at one day's cases, but uh, 77, as Ronan pointed out, uh, for um, Limerick. Uh, where are we right now locally? Well, I suppose we're, we're starting to see the consistent decrease, which is actually really, really good. Uh, but we still have a good way to go in, in getting down to, to pre-Christmas levels and getting down to kind of safer levels where we can be confident that uh, community transmission is slowing significantly. Um, at the moment, um, like every wave of COVID behaves very similarly, I think, in that, you know, it kind of leaves a wave, the wave passes and it leaves a kind of a range of outbreaks in different settings like nursing homes, hospitals, congregate settings like those. So that's where we're at the moment. We're we're kind of clearing that up at the moment behind the, the wave. But the worry locally, among other things, seems to be around the congregation of students. 
Yes, that's something we're starting to see again. And I suppose the reason we're quite sensitive to that is um, it was something we observed at the start of the second wave. And I suppose the first thing I want to say is that we, we shouldn't really be scape scapegoating students. But there is some there are some unique features to the student population which actually facilitate transmission. So the first thing is, is that they're all young. Um, so a lot of them don't have many symptoms or aren't very unwell. So they actually might inadvertently transmit the second thing is they kind of um, they cross a lot of settings, so they can live in you know student accommodation. Um, they can work in a different place. They can go and study with a different group. Um, they can socialise with another group, and then they can go home to parents at the weekend. So there's actually quite a lot of settings there. So when something, when transmission occurs in that grouping, it has great potential to spread across the different the community. Um, and and have you seen instances of that in the Limerick region? Oh yes, we have absolutely. That was definitely something we um, definitely something we observed. So I suppose we sent we we circulated some case studies we had dealt with recently um, in the press, and I mean we had one situation where um, you know we had people kind of socialising together. There was infection and transmission occurred there. Then somebody from that brought it out to a, a cafe restaurant that they were working in, and they gave it to work colleagues there. And then there was also onward transmission to family members as well. So um, there was also another example that we published recently where um, the, the student involved was working in a, in a hotel and then caused spread to a wedding and to colleagues um, at work as well. So that's just the way the virus works. It takes its opportunity um, when there's large groups of people together. Mm. The frustration I think that a lot of listeners have been expressing to us this week is, you know, they hear things like the reproduction number being down well below one, which is just about as low as you can get it. Um, at the same time, they hear that the dominant uh, strain now is the UK variant. Uh, and most people feel they can't do any more. You know, they have restricted their lives as much as they possibly can. And it does feel as though the message coming out of Neffet last night was we're not going to see the reduction at the end of February to two to 400 cases. It could be many weeks after that. Yeah, they could definitely take time. I think the new variant is now the dominant strain in, in Ireland and it's more transmissible. Um, and that's obviously going to have an impact on um, our, our ability to reduce down um, the numbers. I think the important thing, though, is what we've got to do now is slow it down because we have a vaccination programme starting and in progress um, and we need to buy time. And we need to buy that time as much as we can. So we still have to continue with our efforts and ensure that we give people the opportunity to be vaccinated um, and to prevent them from getting sick, a sick or die. Right. But, but it does feel as though from the information that Neffet is getting, and I completely accept that this ultimately is a decision for the government, that uh, in the run up to the 5th of March, we are not going to hear about much move from level five outside perhaps of schools and some construction? I don't know. I think that, that will be down to them to, to figure out when they get to that stage. But, yeah... Like but, I mean, it was clear from Philip Nolan last night, he was saying, you know, two to 400 cases a day um, would be, I think he used the expression, an extraordinary achievement. And the difficulty that listeners to this show have is, what more can they do than they're already doing? And I know, probably from your own life, you're getting a sense of how really difficult this is now. It is really difficult. I think, like for example, let's talk about workplaces. That's somewhere I think that some improvements can be made. Um, so I'm still dealing with outbreak, outbreaks in workplaces. And 
what I would like to see is actually in, in workplaces that people actually wear masks all the time, regardless of the distancing measures. That's not been the official line for uh, yet, but it's something that I think would actually contribute a lot to reducing spread within workplaces. Because I think in reality, even if there's distancing measures in place in a workplace, um, people kind of, you know, they congregate together at times to ask each other questions or share work or things like that. So I think that's something that, that could help a lot. I think there are still groups of people who are, you know, socialising, interacting and, uh, you know, doing household visits and things like that. And that's something that could be improved upon. I suppose the thing is the people who are doing the maximum and doing all the right things, that's not the grouping that need to do more, you know. Um, it's the other groupings. Yeah, and I suppose but it's that grouping that is yeah. feeling the pressure more than the other groupings is the point. Because if you are ignoring the measures um, or you are mm-hmm. picking them off a menu to suit yourself, then you're probably not feeling the level of psychological stress that the majority of people listening to this show are feeling by adhering strictly to them. Yeah, I, I totally acknowledge that. Like, it's very, very, very challenging to, to go through this length of time and actually obey the rules and do all the right things and still see the numbers go up. That's very discouraging. But at the same time, you know, this isn't going to last forever. We just have to keep going. And, and the toughest It just bit, feels oh, like it. It just feels like forever, yeah. <laughs> I suppose it is a bit like that. So I, <laughs> I feel it myself too, you know. I know, of course uh, I, I, I do. I, I, I listen, I think everyone does. <laughs> Myself and my colleagues have been coasting waves for, it feels like, forever. I know. Yeah, I, know. You know. I totally understand that. Um, Ronan, um, Marie Casey got covered a, a lot of what you were talking to us about as well, but can you just mention the update on vaccines since vaccine seems to be not the hope that it was being presented, by the way, uh, as, um, as the great white hope before Christmas, but certainly part of the solution. It is, and it's a bit slower, unfortunately, than we had all hoped, but um, I will give you an update on it. So now almost 220,000 COVID vaccines have been administered, according to the Health Service. Um, for last week, there was 51,200 completed, with 44,900 in acute hospitals. Uh, about 1,500 people received a first dose, and 43,400 received their second shot. Um Vaccines, I should say, was raised at leaders' questions in the Dáil yesterday. The Times has said the decision not to use the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine for people aged over 70 will mean that rollout of the vaccine for that group will be slower. Um, he said, though, that that means the rollout for healthcare workers and others will be faster. Uh, people over the age of 70 will be given the Pfizer or the Moderna mRNA vaccine uh, where that is possible. Um, that was addressed by Tony Holland yesterday. Yesterday, He said they are the right vaccines for people over 70 and that more will be vaccinated in the coming weeks. And, you know, he said that that is because the greatest burden is on people um, of that age who have greater morta- uh, mortality, unfortunately, and uh, serious illness from COVID. I mean, the suggestion with this, Joe, is not necessarily that that vaccine, the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, is less effective. It's just the data doesn't exist yet that proves that it is as effective as the other two. So that's why that decision has been made. All right. Okay. Thank you very much uh, for all of uh, that. We appreciate your time this morning. Live 95's Ronan Moyles in the studio next door and Dr. Marie Casey, specialist in public health medicine in the Limerick region. Something different after the break. Call Limerick today now on 461995.